So the next thing that's coming out in the movie theaters is this Indiana Jones film with Harrison Ford, right? right the fifth one. Uh-huh. I didn't even know it was out until yesterday. Now, Harrison Ford doesn't strike me as someone who has a really big sense of humor about himself, right? Yeah, I mean, he's done a couple cameos. I remember him like Anchorman 2, and he was kind of making fun of his persona there. Yeah, but, but as the Indiana Jones like franchise has continued, people say it gets worse and worse and worse, yes, right? Yes, yeah. And with Arnold Schwarzenegger, it feels like he's done so many other action types, hero stuff. But since he became governor and then post politics, it hasn't felt like his movie career has been as like successful. Right. I remember in 2013, he came out with The Last Stand and that was supposed to be his return to Hollywood. And it didn't really pan out the but, way that people But were as expecting. far as popularity is concerned, it feels like the fandom is much more in support of Arnold Schwarzenegger than it is with like the gruff exterior of Harrison Ford. And I think that that is why FUBAR 16 seeds at least because i'm going to give it a passing grade sure. but i think that that is what it's kind of cashing in on and i think it was really smart marketing by netflix to release a documentary afterwards because really foobar is about how much you like arnold schwarzenegger if you do not like him or you're not familiar with him at all you're not going to enjoy this i think it's for old-fashioned or old fans that like kind of want a nostalgic trip back to the 80s or 90s yeah the description says a cia operative on the verge of retirement, discovers a family secret and is forced to go back into the field for one last job. Mm -hmm. Now, they recently also rebooted True Lies, and we did the uh, podcast for that. And he wasn't involved in that at all, right? Yeah. But Tom Arnold and Arnold Schwarzenegger are in this show, right? Oh, they are? I didn't actually see Tom Arnold. Tom, Tom Arnold gets a small role. I wasn't sure if he showed up in the pilot of the episode. It would be really funny if they got Danny DeVito to show up. <laughs> I know that Tom Arnold shows up in the True Lies TV show also. Oh, he does? And they talk about True Lies in the second part of the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. I only watched the second episode and a little bit of the first. That's because the second episode dealt with his acting career. So what can you tell me about that before we jump into FUBAR? I think the most interesting part of that second episode is when they re uh, they interview Sylvester Stallone. And they <laughs> talked about the rivalry that they had in the 80s. They didn't like each other. They didn't talk to each oh, other. Oh, I believe it. And yeah. it was one of those things where, like, you know, uh, if... If uh, for some reason Sylvester Stallone came out with a movie and he killed 15 people, well, then Arnold Schwarzenegger would need to come out with a movie where he would kill 30 people. And it just got to the point. Well, think about it. You had Rocky on one side and then you had the Terminator on the other. You had Rambo on one side and then you had the Predator franchise on the other. They it talked just felt about, like they went franchise for franchise. They talked about the persona, the different type of action hero that each one was. Sylvester Stallone was a lot more kind of hardcore. And uh -huh. Arnold Schwarzenegger, although he played people like the Terminator and other films where he was supposed to be that kind of badass character always had some type of charisma or nuance to him a lot more than Sylvester Stallone had and uh it's just funny to me because I remember seeing in 2013 I think or maybe uh it was a little bit after that Expendables 2 in theaters sure. and Arnold Schwarzenegger is in that movie and Sylvester Stallone is obviously the star of that they'd reached so. the age where I think they kind of let go of that competitive spirit a bit I mean even Sylvester Stallone has graduated from just doing Rocky films about himself to doing the Creed films with Michael Jordan yep. but like all also, weren't they in another movie together where they, like, uh, escaped jail or something? Yeah, it was, like, Escape Plan, I think. Yes. If I remember correctly. It yeah, was like so they've, they've worked together since then. It would have been cool, though, if in the 90s they had had, like, a Rocky versus Sylvester Stallone in, in one of those films. And I know that Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger obviously was in politics, but I didn't know that he actually had a romantic connection to the Kennedy family. Yeah, yes. apparently married someone. I think yeah. they got divorced she's, in 2021. She's written, she's written a book and stuff. Like they've, his, yeah, his marriage has been a whole thing. I'm not as interested in his personal life as his acting because he transitioned from being a famous like 
bodybuilder, right? Yeah, and he and talked about yeah. In the first episode, he's talking about how he like was bodybuilding by the age of sixteen because he got really inspired by Hercules magazine, and then he went into the army at eighteen, and then yeah. he was offered like a bodybuilding competition while in the army, and he wasn't supposed to go, but he ended up going anyways. He, he was really into physique. Well, it just sounds a lot like uh, not the army part, but the uh, Young Rock. When you see a picture <laughs> of Dwayne the Rock Johnson when he's like sixteen years old, he's already ripped. He's yes. already like ready to go so it, it is um funny how like i could even imagine them making a young schwarzenegger type tv <laughs> show where it's just like the teenage years of schwarzenegger as i don't he, know when they went to no. his kind of early films it was just or, or his early life yeah, yeah like he talked about how his kind of father was abusive to him okay never mind then uh, <laughs> yeah but he first started in hercules i think that was his first film and then after that, it was. I think it was supposed to be more of a comedy, though, because it was like Hercules in New York. Yeah, he and, couldn't speak English, really. And I looked up the reviews for it. It's like a three point three on IMDb and like a nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it really <laughs> took until kind of Terminator before everything kind of turned around for him. Okay, and so I was thinking instead of me doing the four facts and then like one lie that you guessed, since you've seen the first episode of the or the second episode of the docu series. How about you give me one lie and like two facts and see if I can tell. One I'm lie putting you on the, on the spot. two facts. Yeah, because they must have been throwing facts at you the whole time. Uh, okay. How about for the first one, he popularized the cigar industry. Okay. And the second one is... is I don't think uh, he, he's like super into his health. But, yeah. But like maybe I've seen him smoking in something. I wouldn't think that he would be into cigars. Hmm. The, uh, the second one is, is he became a millionaire before he was in movies... Hmm. Okay. And then the third one is that the uh, the docu series uh, takes place mostly the second episode that I watched in the nineties. They well, focus would, a lot on the nineties. Oh, the eighties and the nineties. It's like half and half. Um, I will go ahead and say the cigar industry, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Even though he made like show off in like a TikTok video or something, him being like a badass and like being really strong, I think he is so health conscious and i remember a jimmy carter interview that i saw on youtube a few years ago where he was even talking about like how women should also stay in shape and there's this expectation that men should always be into the gym but back in the 80s he was also promoting that women get in there too and he was he's always been You're super saying he interviewed jimmy carter interviewed arnold yeah schwarzenegger. arnold schwarzenegger has this crazy hair at that point like it's really <laughs> really long and he's just like still jacked and they, stuff but they it's, show, it's pretty yeah. funny they they show a so lot. Is, is it the cigar one no that's damn, it. Wrong. damn it in fact i had a good reason behind both, it, both episodes both of uh, the docuseries and the first episode of food bar start off with him smoking a cigar what is he doing because he really <laughs> well if you think about it like the terminator series and everything like that he, yeah he, that was a big part of his character i can see it in my mind i just couldn't relate it to how much he talks about being healthy mm-hmm. you know it just doesn't correlate well yeah and also he did become a millionaire before he was in the movie I believe, business I believe he, that, did, he yeah. did a lot of just office work and was able to wait, do wait, so wait, i didn't expect that so he got his money not from his modeling or being famous but just working yes, away at the no, office i mean he talked that about seems... how he did his climb i can even show you the part in the second episode where i he's believe talking you about okay it. so and how then, much of that yeah, yeah so the third part is that it really focuses on the reagan era and as you can imagine schwarzenegger is a huge fan of reagan he was saying in the 80s how kind of like it, it the U.S. was in a build at that point. Uh-huh. They were able to, there was so much infrastructure going on. The economy was good. People were really wanting to see movies. And although it does focus on the 90s in the docuseries, it really does focus on So you gave me two lies, 80s. and I got both of them wrong. How did I give you two lies? Because you said it 
took place in the 90s and then also that he um the the other one the i said the oh, that he did become a millionaire yeah, 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 yeah. no, he no did you're right become a you're right you're right yes anyways can i get into the actual show now well i was wondering how much of like the cigar smoking plays a part in fubar because he's playing this old guy who's kind of like done with the job right but he's still a spy this has been mm-hmm. compared to true lies so much <laughs> really <laughs> obviously yeah I mean, that's that's what most people are saying it has to do because he's again in the cia and he finds out his daughter is working for them similar yes. to his wife gets wrapped up in a mission on the cia and he has to go save her right yeah does arnold schwarzenegger get to ride a horse in the first episode of fubar no but if you remember Remember the b- background of that scene? He almost died filming it. Yes. True Lies. Yes. So, did. so that's why I think it was such mar- smart marketing by Netflix. I know I said that already, but it's because you really need to care about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's the best thing about Fubar by far. Just every single thing about him, he, he kind of takes the scene in every scene that he's in. And it starts off in New York, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, it starts off in Antwerp, Belgium. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, he starts off smoking a cigarette. Uh, his name is Luke. And he, Luke Brunner. He, yeah, Luke Brunner. Very smoking. CIA type name. And also not fitting of a guy with an accent like his. Well, at first you're not supposed to know that he's CIA. Yes. Because uh, there's this montage. He lights a dumpster on fire with a cigarette that he just smoked. He drives a nice car. He puts in an earpiece. He's speaking to kind of his tech sidekick, Barry. He's dressed in a fireman's costume. Like you see him dress up in it. A fireman's goes, costume. Yes. He <laughs> yes. goes down a sewer and then he breaks into a bank. Yeah. And then puts a ton of explosives on safety to deposit boxes blows them up damn picks up a specific one opens it and there's diamonds inside yeah and i assume a lot of other like bills that have just been fried mm-hmm. that people have been keeping in their safety deposit the thing boxes. he cares about most though precious items that people have just destroyed yeah even even when you see him open the thing there's there's bills inside the safety deposit box but he doesn't care about that he just sees this little tiny bag full of diamonds and he's going to be meeting with some mobsters mm-hmm. and this was kind of the funny part about the show i was wondering if this was going to feel like kind of samuel jackson in the new marvel roles whenever you see him as nick fury and you see kind of the fight scenes and if you slow it down you can tell that like he's obviously not as quick as he used to be so the fight scenes kind of come across as a little hokey even in the terminator though he wasn't like the spry guy who's like jumping around and stuff he was more the like i'm just gonna bulk my way through this i'm gonna rhino it like right through that china shop yeah well i mean and here he basically does the same thing he takes out all these mobsters because the mobsters realize that these diamonds were actually completely fake and then that's when we get the term that he's actually the, the, uh, he's part of the CIA yeah. including and that's the last uh, operation that he's supposed to be pulling before he has this retirement mm-hmm. and so after that he decides to go back to New York we get wait so, wait, so they're starting off with a giant boom and they're yes. saying look at what we this is a spectacle for you as an audience guide you buy it yeah I mean the montage at the very beginning was about eight minutes or so and it started off pretty exciting so 10 out of 10 no <laughs> faults with it I mean, I'm not sure 10 out of, maybe a 9 out of 10. Okay, but so sure. that's a really high rating yeah, to start Yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the beginning scene. And you think anybody would? Yeah, I think so. So watch the first 10 minutes of it. Okay, then what happens? Well, then he get, decides to go back to New York, and that's when we get more about his character. So, Armonk, Armonk, New York. I've never heard of Armonk, New York before. Yeah, so he has an ex-wife named Tally, who Tally. he really wants to get back together with. Of course. Um, but he learns, I guess, later on in the episode from Emma, his daughter, sure. that she's dating someone. And mm-hmm. so he, he kind of gets a little annoyed by that. Did you recognize Emma Brunner? No, I didn't. She was from Top Gun. She was the girl in Top Gun. Oh, the, the pilot. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now that you say that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then also we have uh, his, his son, Oscar. 
Oscar is someone that is really involved in startups, mm -hmm. and he's hoping to get his dad to like help him with like kind of um, producing it, or at least. Uh, oh, I thought you were gonna say it. like Bitcoin or something. <laughs> like, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he's supposed to kind of be seen as one of those Bitcoin type of freaks because he's he's trying to get off the ground, I guess. All right. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then type he needs of freaks. <laughs> Well, I mean, he, okay. he's supposed to... We just lost a huge set of I, did, I didn't mean freaks. <laughs> what I meant was that he's like, he, he doesn't have a job at this point. All right. And so even when he's speaking to Luke, he, it's it's obvious that like this So like Arnold Schwarzenegger's rolling his eyes and he's kind of yes. like, okay, son. <laughs> All that stuff. He cares about his granddaughter that he has. I think her name is something like Roni or Rona or something like that. Okay. And then uh, then we somehow get a, I guess, cameo appearance from Jay Burchell. I had no idea that yeah. he was going to be in Carter. the show. Carter. Emma's boyfriend right he shows up for one scene and he's playing normal jay burrishell like <laughs> luke does not like him at all he plays like the really nerdy character like awkwardness yeah trying yeah. to make a ton of jokes man seeking woman jay burrishell <laughs> yeah. walking in there and, and he's so a kindergarten teacher though right yeah, that, that, that's what they say in yes. the episode. But mm -hmm. really, what? Uh, Do you why think he there? could sneakily actually be like an evil terrorist or something? Like, could that be? Oh, that's I a hope they don't go cast, that route. It's a pretty big casting. Like the guy from BlackBerry, he's starring in his own movies right now for such a tiny role. So that was my question: Is he just in it for one episode, or is he in honestly it for more? his Wikipedia page just says that he's a kindergarten teacher? So. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you have it. <laughs> yeah. So him and Emma, again, that is Luke's daughter, are wanting to give water to a ton of Colombians. That's supposed to be the uh, that's supposed to be I guess the cover because really I was able to tell that she was a like secret agent right away. There's a scene where Luke is trying to give her a gift mm -hmm. and she's and he kind of hits the gift her in her arm and then she's like oh sorry my arm hurts because I got it from a roller uh, skating accident yeah and that's when I was like oh no she's absolutely a secret spy because I didn't know anything about the like uh, about also the first roller episode. skating seems like such a far fetched idea like she could have said anything she could I fell over. I like hit my like I don't know but like maybe you rammed into your car accidentally it was it was trying to be so subtle about it but I could tell right away it was like, like snap I was just roller derby <laughs> like randomly one day and I got hurt yeah okay so he, you figured it out Arnold Schwarzenegger Luke Brenner the uh, CIA agent does not figure it out <laughs> how long does it take him to see about halfway through the episode yes. at a retirement party he was told that that actually is not his last mission because there's an I didn't know that's how retirement parties work they they can just yeah. assign you no. more missions. Yeah, <laughs> like they're literally cutting the cake. He's eating it. He's having a good time. And then Barry takes him into his office and is like, actually, this isn't your last mission. I hate to do this you're the, man. You're the only person that's going to be able to. And I mean, again, this is I, I feel like it was supposed to be as cheesy as it came across because it's kind of supposed to harken back to the 80s and 90s film where it's like you're the only person that's going to be really able to save this mission. And the reason for that is because in uh, Guyana, Guyana Panda, that's an operative's name. Guyana? Um, yeah. yeah, and there's this other person named Boro who is dealing illegal arms. Boro Polonia. Boro Polonia, yeah, is the only person who trusts Luke because apparently Luke, a long time ago, decades back, had the name Finn yeah, under the Uncle alias Finn. Finn. Uncle Finn, yeah, uh, kind of raised him. Oh, it says here that he killed Boro's father years ago and became Uncle Finn to him. Yes. So, the, like, yeah, so there's, like, a father-son relationship And Boro wanting to, I guess, continue his father's legacy is now dealing these illegal arms, and Panda, who is an operative who is giving them information, is, uh, is very much, I guess, uh, at stake or in the crosshairs 
because there's this other person named Troy who is kind of Boro's right-hand man who knows Panda's identity, and if he gets to Guyana and tells uh, Boro about Panda, then everything is going to be screwed. Seems very complicated. Yeah. In in the end, though, it, I do find it interesting how Arnold Schwarzenegger just goes by Luke, and then the other people go by code names like Panda. Like, why didn't he get it? Well, again, name? no, he he goes by Finn. He's Luke, but then no, no, Finn no. And I, I, yeah, Uncle Finn. But like, Finn is a normal name, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Panda is is not. Panda's like, okay. Well, actually, the, what we learn is, so he go, he goes to Guyana. He goes to a fight ring. Yes. He sees that Panda is actually Emma, who is going by the code name of Danny. Okay. <laughs> so, so people are getting so many different names, it's sure. kind of hard to keep track. But that, but he's obviously very surprised by it. And that's when I was like, oh, that, that scene was really funny just in and of itself, the reveal. How did they reveal it? Because she's in a fight rink and she's beating up someone. Oh, so it's not like one of those ones where she's wearing a mask and he's like, no. he pulls it off. Or no. He's like, oh my God, you're my daughter. There's a ton of people around this fight rink. Luke is... Rink? <laughs> yeah, ring. Ring, yeah. yeah. Luke is talking to kind of one of the henchmen of Boro. And then Boro... And then Luke is like, wow, that fighter is a really good fighter. He he must do a lot of training. And then the henchman is like, it's not a he. And she turns <laughs> around and it's Danny. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was glad that it, it didn't take like too long before both knew that they were there. Danny ends up just completely pumbling the person that she's in the ring with. Mm-hmm. And then after the fight scene, they both meet each other. And, like, and they act they, like they don't know they each other. Were, well, they were really angry. I thought that the acting was actually pretty good in that scene. Okay. Because, like, they're having... Because they realize that both are lying to each other. Uh, Emma did not know that Luke, for this whole entire time, has been a uh, CIA agent. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, one of the best parts of the episode is when Boro, they're at this dinner, this big dinner with all these villains, and uh, and Luke is there, and with Emma all these is villains, there. yeah. Yeah, Boro is talking, and he's like, and my uncle Finn, and that showed Emma, that really the reason why he wasn't around, why Luke wasn't around when yes. he was her father was because he was in Guyana. And uh, that's something that the episode deals with a lot. Emma feels betrayed by her father. Do you think she's justified in that like opinion or, or is it like, I mean, a little too much? Here's the thing. When it went to the dramatic route, because it did go to that kind of, uh, you had the good old fashioned scene where Emma is really confronting Luke being like, you weren't there for me as a kid. I always felt like it dragged the show down so much. I actually really enjoyed seeing the action and the comedy. There's even a time when like Emma is inside a cow, a dead cow on the road. And then someone comes up to her and she like stabs him in the face. I thought that was the most, that was the funniest kill. Uh And so when it focused on the action and the comedic route, I thought it worked. When it focused on though, you weren't there for me as a kid. I always kind of got really annoyed with it. And it focused on it, I think more than I wanted it to. The episode is called Take Your Daughter to Work Day, but I have read reviews where it's like she is really unprofessional with the amount of anger she has towards her father and like she has to put that aside yeah and i think that it, it really slowed the sh- episode down okay because well, how much of the episode is even left at this point because like so yeah, they go on a ton of missions what they're trying to do is they're trying to leave guyana as fast as possible boro realizes that uh that luke and emma are bad people to him because he had this like nuclear suitcase which they were trying to get and they end up stealing there was even this person named william who i believe midway through the episode kind of passes a note to luke who was like, hey, I've been here. I know you're an operative, but get me out of here and I won't tell anyone in my family. (laughs) So it just takes this whole entire big uh, fight or chase scene where they're on this motorcycle and and there's like a ton of cars coming after them. And sadly, they get caught right before they're able to get to the airstrip and leave. Um, Barry, by the way, has been here the whole time with two other kind of tech operatives. 
I found them to be probably the most annoying characters in the show because we do not get any backstory on them at all, and they are always just given these one-liners. Did one you get their names? I did. Was I like one I Alden or something? I think Alden might have been one of them. He was and from the U season three, I think. He played the like the dude who was married to the, the one who got trapped in whatever. It doesn't matter. I think. It was, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's been he's been around. They're so. given. They're given basically. Oh, and nothing. Rue. Maybe Rue was the other Rue one. Rue might have been. Alden and Rue. Yeah, okay. they the both those characters did absolutely. They're just. Really Really mean to Barry, and I felt like there was Sassy no mean actual. Or just like yes, mean, mean. completely sarcastic. Which <laughs> yeah. it's like when that's all your character is, it's really hard to actually care for them at all. So what's the ending cliffhanger then? No, the ending, the ending cliffhanger, they get captured. Yeah, yeah. All right, and, and so then, where does that leave you wanting to watch the next episode or not? I don't think so. Mostly because the story was so jumbled and all over the place. So Arnold Schwarzenegger okay. is great in the in the pilot. Yeah. I really enjoyed him. I think that is he does a fantastic job, and you can tell that he's having a lot of fun with the role. Mm-hmm. Now that might be just the fact that I learned so much more about him in the documentary that I really enjoyed him in Fubar. Yeah. So you suggest people watch Fubar and the documentary series at once. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it would Both really at the same time. It would keep your screen. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps your enjoyment of the episode being able to see him though and i and i'm going to give a passing grade a six and a half out of ten because the comedy and the fight scenes and his performance really do bring it to a passing grade but i don't feel like the show has gotten that good of reviews and i can't see myself well, really wanting to watch more it has of it. a 6.5 on imdb so you basically just stole theirs <laughs> but uh it's got mixed to negative reviews yes uh, ign tv guide decider the guardian all liked it Guardian gave it four out of five stars. Rolling Stone, Hollywood Reporter were more the meh reviews. Uh, USA Today hated it, one out of four. They called it a cliche, painful mess, which I found ironic because it's USA Today, and that's basically their paper. (laughs) Daily Beast, which gave Hijack an okay review, so they don't deserve an opinion, also gave it a negative review. TV Line said uh, that the whole series feels like uh, Netflix fed Arnold Schwarzenegger's old action movies into chat gpt and film whatever <laughs> came out unedited i'll take that as a legit um criticism i think that's it's, the it's review, pretty funny that's the review i agree with kind of most yeah because so, even though even and though i have nothing against tv line so i i, I guess i'll accept that as far as negative the show it's, does it's, go just uh, such a ridiculous route at different points i mean like even though i like the fact that emma kills someone inside a dead cow yeah. it was just like revenant does she style take the body then and then pull it into the cow and then like stitch it up keep the body in there no one ever no she's inside the dead cow i know but she she, she's basically pulling a luke skywalker well no that's actually what happens in the show she they both kill two people they put them in the back of the car they put them in a lake and then the lake ends up kind of flooding and the two bodies come down the river and that's when boro realizes that luke and emma must have been the people that have killed those two okay how about is it like a recently dead cow though because it'd be really gross yeah no it was recently it was recently dead obviously i don't know Okay. I mean, at first when you said that she was in a cow, I thought you meant like a cow costume. Like she was like trying to get... (laughs) You said they were trying to escape the country. Maybe they were going for like a Trojan horse thing. I don't know. Um, But anyways, anything else you want to say about this episode? The pilot. No, I guess I wish that they didn't have as surface level characters as they did. Because even though I think that Emma was a fine character to follow, like I said, her biggest trait is just the fact that she's against Luke. And For it, now. And yeah. But and, eventually. And then you have Tally, yeah. who, uh, who I guess don't really understand what the point is, why he wants to get back together with her so badly. Because again, we only get one scene where they're kind of talking to each other. Plot. Yeah, yeah it's but kind it, of like Mission Impossible, or not Mission Impossible, sorry, Top Gun. 
the other movie that she was in where Tom uh, Cruise was constantly trying to get back with his old flame. Yeah, you know? no. Like, uh, they have to have that, you know? Yeah, I think that the the show is also shot pretty well. It's cool that you get Belgium, New York, and then Guyana. I think I think either the creator or the director was uh, used to be a cinematographer for other things. Mm, so like, that makes, maybe that, that makes a lot of sense. Maybe yeah. that played a role in it. Um, I also think that Boro isn't that bad a villain either because... Gabriel I, Luna? Yeah, because yeah, I mean, he's from Terminator Dark Fate and also... Also, The Last of Us, he played the brother in that. Oh, okay. So you've seen him before. He's, he's threatening as a villain. When he's at, in that dinner party scene, he calls up someone, um, and it's supposed to be one of those things where he's congratulating him at, at, for being such a great friend. And then he starts talking about how that person has actually stolen from him, pulls out a gun, and shoots him straight in the face in front of everyone. Oh, so I was like, this guy, this guy is threatening. So it's like this show had all these parts to be a really great show. I just don't think it utilized them in the right way. Good. 6.5 out. 10.5. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.